Hi, Logos Legacy here. So this video is actually about spiritual economics. So it's uh, interesting, well, at least to me, I don't know. If that sounds boring to you, maybe, I don't know. Okay, anyway, let's get to it, right. So uh, I am, um, for a long time, when, before I got to spirituality, I was interested in, I was interested in something called the um, Austrian School of Economics. So it's a heteron, heterodox school of economics. It's often associated with libertarianism on the right. But in any case, um, there's this, um, uh, this sort of, um, there's a lot of, the, there's a lot of debates online about like between them and Marxists, basically. And one of the things, this will be relevant, trust me, is that is often disagreed with between those of the Austrian school who believe in that and those who believe in Marxist theory is about the labor theory of value. And what that's basically, what the labor theory of value, at least as Marx conceptualized it, is basically saying is that there's a value to what the worker contributes to their labor, right? And that part of that is taken from them and exploited by the owner in a form of profit. And that therefore the profit and business, businesses, because they make profit like that, are inherently exploitative and that capital it, it, it talks about basically uh, capitalism and has an exploitative on that basis uh and there's a whole theory about it basically from Marxist perspective and why they think capitalism will fail etc but i always rejected that idea because i thought well i mean it seems like magical thinking to think that um just by laboring on something there's a value created and what is this value it's just like ethereal nothingness like it's like what the fuck is this value right <laughs> uh i mean and given that i was secular at the time i was just thought well i mean like just laboring on something doesn't just make it value to make there a value that somehow is just extracted through some process it seemed almost mystical to me which i didn't like at the time that you labor on something and then somehow it's wrong and exploitation and just grave injustice just because um there's a profit gained and they worked but so i was like well i mean that they're in a contract right uh it's consensual it's voluntary it's a that's fine so why are they so against the free market right at the same time but the thing is they had a point the point was, and spirituality has allowed me to see it, but from a different lens from Marxists. So what this is, is, okay, so energy, in all interactions, including economic ones, economic ones, but also social ones, and they're, they're, all they're all energetic on some level, right? Now, service to others interactions are on an equal basis between souls, right? Uh, freely giving right service to self is on an unequal basis where one takes from the other typically in a hierarchical manner but there's um it's kind of parasitical in nature essentially but where one partner looks like a 
or one inch one well one person interacts with the other but one of them voluntarily gives it away it's not like it's just taken by force it's not no, no, they voluntarily put themselves in that subordinate capacity interaction right now a lot of interactions in, in the economy are not service to self or service to others they are simply between people but they're often not on an equal basis and often people even though it's not service to self not done consciously or anything there is a sort of extraction sort of dynamic i mean with feudalism is a clear example the, the feudal lord the knight or the lord he he has his vassals and he extracts money and resources and food or whatever from them and and they had to pledge service and allegiance to him and fight for other stuff in exchange they get protected it's an unequal sort of thing now you could say that someone's working for a company, especially if it's a transnational corporation. But someone's working for a company, they do certain work, they get paid for it, but what if they don't value that work? What if they don't enjoy what they're doing and they're not putting their heart into it? And what if they feel like it's they're being used in some way, like it's mechanical, uh, and they're, they're not being valued? The, 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 the subjective value of what they're putting into what they're doing is something that is... Important. Now, I think William Morris in the 19th century recognized the importance of valuing and putting a heart into what the work you're doing and the labor you're doing, and that when that's not happening, when it's done mechanistically, there's something lost. And we're in a society that everything's so much done industrially, there's something very important missing in that. It's heartless. And I think he understood that. And I think on some level, Marxists understand this, but because they're secular and also because they've got a sort of resent often, I'm going to generalize a bit, but there's there's often, even in Marxist, the theory of Marx himself, there's a sort of, in my opinion, there's a sort of uh, resentment and um, anger and other dense emotions kind of distorting it, which is why it's so, so negative about capitalism, as it calls it, and about profit, and about, like, it it's completely doesn't look at any positives to capitalism or the market or anything. And it's just a sort of, I've come, I've come across this among people who believe in it as well, I hopefully I'm not doing an hominem or misrepresentation or generalization too much, but like I'm aware that there's tendency where it's like it is so outrageous and egregious that we need to fight the system and overthrow it, and they fantasize about violent revolution and there's this energy that's very oppositional and angry and fight or flight um that's distorting the analysis, I think, even in Marx. But despite that, the actual core point of exploitation, I think there's something to it. But it's not, when we look at it from a new age perspective, we look at the energy interactions, we say, okay, there's, they're not equal. They, and, we've, and also, if you consider the, the sheer amount of trauma collectively, ancestral energy that's very dense and imbalances, in chakras or on many people and 
how that manifests in the systems we live under and the way in which we live, right? Pardon me. <laughs> of course, it's going to be that it's going to be systems in place that reflect that. This is why it's not surprising that it was slavery and oppression because for a long time, because and and feudalism as well, which by the way was actually an improvement on slavery in certain ways. <clears throat> in my opinion. But in any case, like, it's a reflection of the energetic interactions that are already there. And maybe they contributed to the negative energy already at themselves, these features, these uh, civilizational ways of doing things, right? And the problems that can be seen in capitalism, so to speak, the especially see, can be seen in transnational corporations and what they can get away with and how they can treat people and when you see like factory workers who just um where they work such awful conditions and hours that they literally have nets outside to catch people trying to kill themselves so they can't do it you know like that sort of thing like wow right um and you see the just sheer extent to which resources are just uh, extracted and churned out in the state of environment, like it reflects the energy going on, the interactions going on, right? Uh, here's the thing Marxists don't recognize that necessarily because they're coming from a secular sector, but they also do recognize it. You see, I think on some level they, they know something's amiss, they can tell intuitively something's off. But the, the way they make sense of it, especially given that they've got, often got angry, resentful, distorted energy themselves, because often they haven't meditated or anything, which is fine. It's not a generalization. Most, uh, it's not a judgment. Most people have that, right? Um, then the theory itself and the rhetoric gets very distorted and then they argue with people who disagree with them or worse, you know. Uh, and it can be very divisive, unfortunately. And ideology is, you know, very much a matter of egoic conditioning. But here's the thing. What I realized is they've got a point that we can recognize from an energetic perspective. But here's the thing. So do the Austrian school, right? Because the Austrian school say value is subjective, that there's no... There's no like inherent value to a rock or to a pie or whatever, right? The value is in your mind as to how valuable it is, right? And they believe in or they believe in something called the marginal theory of utility. And the Austrian school version of the marginal theory of utility is slightly different from what you usually get. Yeah, the marginal theory of value in economics. But the, the Austrian school version is this. So basically you've got like a list of things. That, so you value certain things at the top of the list, you value the most, right? And it's like that, that value, the way people, the claim is that the way people value things is that it's subjective how much they value it, right? But they value some things more than others in a list, a, sub, a list of subjective preferences, right? And things at the bottom are things that they'll be willing to sacrifice if they had to. Like if, if you're in a situation, right, you've only got this much money in a budget and here's a list of your priorities, if this is the lowest level thing, product, for example, you can spend your money on, and this is the lowest value to you personally, you'll be like, okay, I'm just going to sacrifice that because there's other more important things for me, 
right? That's the marginal, that's their version of that's But at the same time, they're like, okay, there's not inherent value. So there's not like an inherent value to like the labor that's being done or a product, especially, and it's not linked to like the amount of labor you put into it. It just, it just based on, and the price is reflecting that lots of people have their own set of preferences, right? And their own things are willing to sacrifice. And basically that's their own set of subjective evaluations or valuations of things, right? And based on lots of people having those subjective valuations, you end up, the price is a reflection of, the, on a collective level, how people value certain things subjectively, okay? Now, the idea that value is subjective, spiritually speaking, kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because... Especially on a decoric level, like that, like there's there's a lot of things that um, we're attached to, and how to put this? So basically, like it's a chair inherently valuable. Like it, it, it depends on what it means to you, right? based on your thoughts and beliefs and just a subjective, a subjective assessment of things or perspective of things, right? And everyone's perspective is equally of value, but it sounds like I'm contradicting myself, doesn't it? But everyone's value, everyone's um, perspective of the value of something is sacrosanct. Uh, that's not the word I'm looking for, but it's like, valid you know like but at the same time there is um a so-called divine order a divine harmony and hermetic laws so to speak there are laws of reality about how it work how it works and about how manifestation happens and how vibration works then there's the hologram so there's the how things in the hologram are created and manifested and then there's the hologram itself, which is subjective. So in the hologram that we live in, that 3D is, that you can refer to like chairs and stuff. Um, yeah, it, value is sub the value of these things is subjective. The value of a product is subjective. And in one, one's own perspective, when you labor on something, the value of what you're laboring on is actually more dependent on how much you're valuing yourself as you're laboring on it right if you don't value yourself or what you're doing highly it's worthless to you right if you highly value what you're doing and it's a passion project it's invaluable it's super valuable to the point you can't even put a number on it right so it depends on actually your energy but here's the thing it's still subjective even when it's personal to you and it's your labor that you're putting into it or it's something you value personally a lot or if you don't value it, that is still subjective. So basically, what I'm saying is this. Value is fundamentally subjective, but at the same time, there's something about the energy you put into something as you work it, work it. The, the, the value, the vibration of the frequency of the labor that done and your interaction with it and others as you labor, there's something fundamentally about that that 
most people would prefer it to be on an equal basis or the basis where they're not exploited or in a victim mode um where they they've got autonomy and sovereignty as an individual you see what i'm getting at right and so it's totally compatible to com from a spiritual perspective looking from above to say okay the marxists and the, the austrian school one is like economically really left the other is economically really right they're both right you know they're both got a point and it's not mutually exclusive at all and not just do we we can agree with both and look at and integrate them both as part of a larger whole and yet it's still yeah it's still um and as we build a new earth as we um open up to new ways of doing things also old ways of doing things because you know it's all cyclical um we can transcend the dividing lines and the battle lines or the distinctions that for a long time have seemed to be so logical and just how it is right so um I know this is um this whole thing I've been talking about is very uh specific, I suppose. And I and I, I understand if you don't find it interesting, right? But it feels important to me to get this out there and to express this. Um applying it to economics, spirituality, it's really intriguing to me. I think like it's often it's almost like we're dealing with a new field. Well, new age isn't really a new field or mysticism or <laughs> reality isn't new. It's, I mean, it, it's as old as it can get, right? But at least for humanity subjectively at this time, it's kind of a new thing, so to speak. Anyway, um, I, well, if you got to this point, I imagine you enjoyed it. Uh, well, yeah, so... Um, Wow, have a great year, I guess. <laughs>